in a way, I have two separate lives. I even have like two like groups of friends, right? Like friends in the dental world, friends in the science, science world, and friends in the art world. Hey guys, welcome to the Scientist Podcast. I'm your host Akram Al-Wahabi and today our guest is Dr. Sharif Adil. He got his bachelor's and master's from Cairo University. He moved to Japan in 2017 for his PhD studies and he just finished his PhD studies and I thought that it would be a great idea to interview him. If there is one person that I know who leads two successful careers in both science and art, it would be him. On top of being a full-time dentist and later on a PhD researcher, where he published various scientific publications, he also managed to publish various sequential art projects in Egypt, Lebanon, and Japan, and participated also in various art exhibitions in Egypt, South Africa, Germany, Spain, and Lebanon. As usual, before we get into the episode, I would like to ask you to subscribe and or follow this podcast. So let's get to know Dr. Sharif a little bit more. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. This is another podcast episode. Sign this podcast, and today I'm with my dear friend and uh, coach in Street Fighter, <laughs> and <laughs> my uh, one of my most talented friends, Dr. Sharif. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be on your podcast. Man. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you very well, but uh, can you introduce yourself to our audience? How would you introduce yourself to somebody that you meet for the first time? Well, uh, first of all, yeah, like I said, I'm very happy to be here on your podcast and uh, I hope we have a fun talk today. And uh, and yeah, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Sharif Adil and uh, I'm an Egyptian uh, dentist and scientist. I came to Japan four years and a half ago to do my PhD uh, in Tokyo Medical and Dental University. And I graduated recently. Uh, I did a lot of, uh, well, not a lot of, I, I did some research work uh, during this time and I learned a lot of stuff. I, I've been living in Japan since then. I learned a lot about Japan, about Japanese culture, the language and all of that. And I met a lot of awesome people like yourself. And uh, I'm, also <laughs> I'm also an artist. So aside from the, the whole uh, science and dentistry thing, uh, I've been having kind of a parallel career uh, in art and especially in uh, sequential art like comics and uh, cartooning and that kind of stuff. How, how do you find that both of your like these are like kind of very separated worlds, right? They are. Yeah. Like science and art. Right. Uh, I do a little bit of it too, but like I think you're much more of an artist than I am. Uh, so how do you think that art has affected your life generally, especially like your scientific parts, like uh, your scientific part of your life? Mm -hmm. uh, how does art, you know, affect that, uh, you know, process? Uh, up until now, I kind of have in a way, I have two separate lives, <laughs> like like doing those two things in a, in, a, in a big way, actually. Uh, yeah. Like I even have like two like groups of friends, right? Like friends in the dental world, friends in the science, science world and friends in the art world. And it's kind of like, in a way, two, two <laughs> sides of, of a coin, right? Like yeah. I, of course, art still uh, helped me in a lot of stuff uh, in in. For example, 
for example, PowerPoint presentation designing and stuff like that uh, in, in some aspects. And of course, dentistry itself, there's a lot of art, artistic sense uh, required for it, right? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, art, art just gives me a, a different kind of satisfaction uh, compared to science. Like, I, I get two different, sat, like, yeah, feedback. Ways of satisfaction. Or, satisfaction right? from both. Like, uh, mm. I, I don't know if it's the same, mm. but yeah, I, I feel like I understand what you were saying. So right. For example, when you publish a paper, mm -hmm. like you feel happy, but it's that happiness is kind of different it is than different. when you like publish a comic, a comic book probably. Or for me, like if I capture a picture and right. edit it and it looks amazing and right. you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a completely different, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. For sure. Which one yeah. do you prefer? <laughs> I I I like both. I like both. I which is why I've been doing both, which is why I I didn't at any so far at any point I didn't decide to do either exclusively. One or the other. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy both and I hope to continue to do both. Uh, mm, I, I would say uh, I would say one thing about art, about comics or storytelling, for example. Yeah. There is a lot of personality in it. Not, not personality, like personal projection in it. Like you get to, through stories, through telling stories or taking photographs and showing your, right? In a way, you're showing yourself. In a way, you're showing how you see the world through art, right? And... This might be debatable, but I think in science, you're trying to reach an objective truth, right? Yeah. You're not really, it's not really, of course, there's elements of creativity in designing the study or yeah. so, but you're not telling your story, right? You're trying to... to kind of find uh, truth and facts uh, yeah, 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 and prove yeah. them. So uh, I would say... Yeah, that, that's where art wins. If we have to compare both, right? If uh -huh. we have to, yeah, in a way, like in a narcissistic way, <laughs> I suppose. Okay, that, that being said, what what was your research about? What, uh, ah, what did you research? Well, I did research on a prototype in Dodontic cement. It's called uh, tristrontium aluminate. For for those of us that doesn't understand what you just right. said, uh, can you put it simply? Yeah, let, let, us, let yeah. us break it down. So basically, endodontics, which is a branch of dentistry uh, yeah. uh, specialized in the pulp of the tooth, the living tissues of the tooth. Mm -hmm. and the, the innermost part the of innermost the tooth, The innermost part right? of the tooth, where, yeah. where the nerves are and where the uh, building blocks for the uh, mineralized part of the, of the tooth is as well and uh, this treatment this process uh, there, there are several procedures that can be done related to, to this pulp and uh, one of them is the pulp capping when the caries when the tooth decay reaches the pulp and you'd like to wall off the infection and promote uh, heart tissue formation to to create like a dentine bridge like a heart tissue bridge to, to wall off the infection and to save the the pulp. yeah save the pulp save the liveliness of the tooth mm -hmm. uh, so that for that procedure there are several 
cements that are being used, uh, dental cements that are being used mm -hmm. that promote this heart tissue formation. And one of, one of the most famous ones is MTA, mineral trioxide aggregate. It's the, one of the craziest uh, successful uh, uh, materials or stories. products right, <laughs> yeah. in the world right, in history. And uh, my work was uh, on a prototype cement, hoping to be uh, an alternative or a competitor to this famous commercial cement. What are the <clears throat> demerits or the weak points of the MTA that uh, your material will provide or like will, you know, yeah. over, overcome. Do, overcome, yeah. All right. Well, uh, MTA has some drawbacks. Uh, for example, the, the mixing and handling of it, uh, both of them are, are hydrophilic cements. Uh, it's mixed with water. Yeah. And MTA, uh, even though it's hydrophilic, it's the, the mixing of it is a bit difficult and the application is a bit uh, difficult. There's, it, it has some uh, drawbacks in that department. Mm. Uh, as well as it has a radio, uh, radioactive, uh, sorry, not, not radioactive. <laughs> radio I was like, what? <laughs> Radio-opaque uh, component uh -huh. uh, because the cement itself doesn't is not radiopaque, it's radiolucent. So mm. it has a, a radioopacity component mm. which is bismuth oxide. And some uh, some paper, some research has been done and it showed that this bismuth oxide has negative effects uh, on the physical properties of the cement as well as uh, some effects on the tooth itself, like tooth discoloration that happens when you use MTA. And it was shown that it's related to this business component as well. So uh, the prototype cement that I'm talking about, the tristrotium aluminate, uh, is in itself radio-opaque. Mm -hmm. So my, my work was divided into two parts. First is to test the physical properties of the cement and then the biological properties. And we found out that the tristrotium aluminate cement is radio-opaque in itself. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the... Uh, pros, uh -huh. uh, as well as like good uh, physical properties uh, such as flowability uh, and so on. How close are we from uh, like clinical applications uh, of this new material? Like, is it already being used? In no, 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 no. Not yet, not right? Yet, not yet. So, so far, yeah. during my work, we tested it on rats, on western rats, uh -huh. and we saw that it, it has good uh, outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, it, it's not close to be a commercial product. I suppose it's not yet. Yeah, not like yet. It's not, not there yet. yet. Not yet. But of course, there's a lot to. Expect. But from the results that you found, like it could be on its way, right? It could be. It could yeah. Be. Like my supervisors are still continuing with a few other students Definitely. after yeah after I finished. Yeah. Uh, so hope maybe someday in the future <laughs> it, will, it will be something. Yeah. What got you interested in like endodontics? Well, why did you decide to do this research? Well, I chose it uh, when I was when I applied for my master's degree in wow. Cairo University, hmm. and I was interested in endodontics because it felt like a challenging uh, field. It felt like like uh, let me try to put it in words. 
it felt like you need a special mentality, a certain specific kind of mentality to be able to do root canal treatments. Yes. Right? Yes, totally. Yeah, don't you agree? I, I agree with this, totally. <laughs> right? Like uh, this, it, it, one of the like least enjoyable things of being a dentist for me right. was having to do endodontic treatments. Right, right. I did not enjoy it. Yeah. Why? I, 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 I agree with you, finicky. but I'm, I just want to know what, <laughs> it's, what it's you think. Finicky. It's, it's finicky. Uh, it's, there's a lot of unexpected yes, things that can happen. Yes, right? like, for example, now that we're in Japan and, you know, we see all this latest technology, you're not as blind when you're working, mm -hmm. like when you see how people work with endodontics. Sometimes they work with microscopes, right. work with, like, apex locators is right, a given right, now. Right. Uh, you have, like, x-rays that you can... Yeah like immediately check where your file is going like uh, your working length all, all of all of these things are you know d dental stuff so things that the dentist would have to do in order to actually make sure that they're inside the root canal the root part of the tooth and they're not you know for beyond example the, the over yeah beyond the apex or they're not at the apex they're still yeah. like far away right, right. the way that I and we did dentistry like that was around 10 years ago back in Yemen and the you know third world country it was compared to now it's like going blindsided it's torture, right? it's torture. It's, it true. was not fun it is so when I hear somebody interested in doing and the don I was like why would, why would you choose that it's field? challenging I don't know it's I find it interesting I find it uh, yeah like challenging I, I remember according to what you said I remember one of my uh, teachers in Cairo University was saying that if you don't use uh, rotary files and if you don't use an apex locator in endodontics, then you're torturing yourself. <laughs> That's what he, exactly right. what he said. Yeah. Right. So you got interested in doing like your master's in endodontics, right? And then you like this is a question <laughs> that is actually asked to us a million times. But why did you decide to do your PhD in Japan? Like. Many of my friends in, in Yemen go to Egypt to do their masters and right. PhDs in Egypt. Right. But you decided to, you know, mm. not do your. Why masters. did you come to Japan? Why did you come to? Japan? <laughs> this is a very common. This is the common Japanese yeah. question. Why, why did, you, did you come? Why to did Japan? you come to Japan? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I came to Japan because I came first as a well, to be completely honest as well. I've always been interested in Japanese culture. Uh, being an artist uh, and, and being into, uh, uh, you know, comics and, and animation and that kind of stuff. So I always knew a little bit about Japan and always uh, appreciated the artistic uh, side of the culture. So that's one thing. But I also came to Japan as a tourist uh, around eight years ago or something like that. And I really enjoyed my time here and I felt like I... Uh, I would like to spend more time here and, uh, you know, uh, experience more of it. Uh, and then I got the chance to apply to the scholarship, the Mexican scholarship, uh, and to apply to this university, which is one of the highest ranked uh, uni dental universities uh, in Japan, also worldwide, and also worldwide. So. Um, so I felt like it's a very good step for my career uh, to get my PhD from here, as well as 
experience the Japanese culture and hopefully by, at that time I was hoping to learn the Japanese language uh, which I was able to do to some extent and uh, you actually you've done way better than most of people have done mama <laughs> not mama like seriously well Sharif's got the end too right and he got it in his late last year of PhD right like fourth year right? yeah, yeah last year yeah so man, many people do not invest the time in order to learn the language when they're here they're just like here to do their PhDs they don't spend time learning the language and they would finish four years or five years or like many years would pass by without really knowing the language but yeah yeah I feel like what got you interested in the language this far like oh. I, I saw you like sorry to oh, keep no, no, interrupting no, no. you no, but no, no. you were writing all these kanjis like sometimes yeah. you would post it on your Instagram yeah, stories yeah, yeah. and I'm like this dude is kanji nuts kanji drills yeah this dude is nuts <laughs> he's practicing all these I like, like it yeah. actually the, the kanji yeah is the aspect like I, I think I'm a visual learner okay so so the kanji was the aspect that was my strong point really I, that's uh, that's how I feel so when I when I like I, I uh, yeah. when I entered the university, I took like three semesters of uh, group lessons in the university, and after that, I started taking the a private uh, a private class, private tutoring, and uh, I spent maybe a year in the year and a half uh, doing that. And my teacher, uh, like during the first lesson, he wanted to see like what level I'm at, and he told me like, oh, you're so good at reading. Uh, my weak point at, at the time, hopefully less now, is <laughs> <laughs> speaking and listening. Really? Yeah. That, so my strong point was the, the really? kanji part. Yeah. God damn, that's the exact opposite of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know how to kind of have to speak it, but reading it is a bit more I like drawings. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but Japanese is, is a tough language for sure. It's very, very hard, and mm, it is. I feel like if if we invested the same time in a different language, it would take us like would have been would be yeah. right. It would have we would have been speaking it uh, and reading and writing it right. much easier. Right. Than this. But uh, it's also there's a lot to love about Japanese, right? I I feel like it's a very harmonic language. I feel like it's good to hear, right? It is. Right? It's, it's one of the easiest language to. Listen to in a right? way, it's, it's nice of, yeah. to hear. It's other than it's nice to hear, it's kind of easier to recognize the words, mm. even though sometimes you, due to you know, many kanjis having the same right, reading, right, right. you would understand something yeah. completely different, right, <laughs> but happens. at least yeah, you would sure. be able to recognize yeah. the sounds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you like the Japanese culture, you, you know. You came to Japan and you spent a few years in here. How is your impression about Japan generally uh, before you come here and right now? Did it change or not? That's number one. Number two, academically speaking, were your expectations met for the program that you joined? Was it what you expected or was it a little bit different? What, what were like... What were the differences? Well, uh, re 
regarding, let's start with the first part of the question. Yeah. Uh, regarding the culture, uh, I think my I think my first impression about Japan as a tourist, and uh, during my first maybe let's say six months in Japan or maybe first year, I think it's it was a incredibly positive. The Japan planet, planet the Japanese yeah. planet, right? Yeah. Like it's such a uh, different culture, right? Everything is so different. Mm. And it's not different in the sense of, for example, going to, to Italy and or like England and it's still different, right? But Japan feels it's, like it's, a completely different really thing, different. right? Like different than the rest of the world, or at least yeah. that's how it seems at first, at least. Mm. Uh, but it was incredibly positive, right? Like I was thinking, wow, this is so nice. Everyone is so nice. Everyone is super polite, right? Uh, that's the, I feel the impression for most people in the beginning, right? Yeah. Because, uh, because Jap Japanese culture is, is very indirect, right? Mm -hmm. So at the surface is one thing, but underneath there lies so many things for better or for worse right so so the more you sp the more the more time you spend the more you get to understand what's beneath what's beneath the the surface or the superficial uh, part of the of the culture right uh this is why like if, no. if i can interrupt no of course you. please go ahead. this is why like first impressions of tourists coming to japan are overwhelmingly overwhelmingly positive and right. you know kind of euphoric yeah. in, right. a, in a sense yeah, right? Is, right but the more people spend here the more they realize no this is just like any other place in the world right yeah, yeah. it has its merits and demerits well, exactly right? exactly so yeah that, it's that's just it. how you balance it out yeah exactly i think at the end of the day if we're talking about living or studying or working in other countries, at the end of the day, it's a calculation. It's you have to measure the pros and the cons according to you and according to your personality and according to uh, what you expect, what you want out of life. Uh, it's, a, it's a calculation in the end. And there is no country that is a that is heaven, right? There's no country that is complete hell. There's no right or wrong. Like, yeah, it's right. It's like, it's all a it's all a calculation. So Japan uh, has a, has a lot of pros, but also for foreigners uh, has a lot of cons as well. I feel like, um, of course, that's a generalization, but I feel like many Japanese people put a barrier between them and foreigners like they will be super nice to you and very polite to you but i feel like of course not everyone for sure yeah but many don't really want to be your friend right like or don't really see you as a as a potential friend like yeah. a real friend yeah right? like a, an acquaintance 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 at most yeah like yeah yeah right there's always somebody that i used to know <laughs> yeah there's always like this barrier right like yeah foreigners and us right that or that's my impression at least yeah i mean to to, to be honest like i've heard of this even before i come to japan and uh i thought like yeah who cares you know and it's it's fine i don't i don't care 
Right. And I still think that we really don't care, but it kind of affects you. It does. Like when you feel like you're not integrated into any of this. Exactly. You know, Especially if you feel existing. like you, you're spending a lot of effort. Yeah. To, right? <laughs> Right. Yes. And of course, it's a human thing to, to want to be accepted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you spend a lot of time studying Japanese, yeah. and, right? And you feel like, yeah, they still see me as a foreigner. Right? I mean, this is the thing. They said like, if you're, you're always going to be a foreigner in Japan, like no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. And even though I think like we're all like, accept this facts. Exactly, right? exactly, yeah, exactly. 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 But it still hurts. Like it, it for does some on a reason. level. On a level. And to, uh, but yeah, to on be a certain level. Fair yeah. and to not to be too harsh, too harsh on Japan. Yeah. This kind of stuff exists everywhere, in more or less, right? Yeah. Like I, I can also think of foreigners' experience in in my country, for example, right? And yeah. It's, it, it's of course it's different, different within, things happening within the Arab world, within the Middle East. Right. If you are if you move from one country to the other like you're still exactly seen as kind of a different right? like a right, yeah right. you're not from here kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? yeah 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 it's so, yeah, just it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, human nature i suppose maybe yeah. yeah okay so i think we're a little bit on the sad side right now so <laughs> let's go on the good let, side. let's go on the other side like good what, uh, yeah yeah what were like yeah about japan or, uh, again, or like, studying in yeah, so let's go back to the to, to question. Stu- yeah, to study. study. Yeah, what were the expectations? What were well? Uh, the good thing is I learned a lot of stuff uh, that I wouldn't have learned uh, back in Egypt. Uh, I think Japan is one of the countries that are focused on research, and they spend a lot of uh, budget, a big budget, on on equipping their labs and so on. And especially during my second part of my of my project, which was uh, testing the biological, uh, uh, evaluating the biological effects of, of this cement, and uh, especially during that part, I learned a lot of stuff uh, that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm very grateful for that. And so, mm. in, in a sense, like this was what you expected. When yeah, you were in Egypt, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the, it yeah. It met yeah. your expectations. It met right? my expectations, especially during the second half. Um, of course, uh, to go back to the <laughs> to the, to the cons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I I expected uh, I expected like the university to be completely in English, right? Like my, um. yeah, right? Like my, my program was described as an English program, supposed right? Supposedly. Supposedly. Of course, that's not the, well, you, when you go there, you learn that's not the, <laughs> the <laughs> that's truth, not right? The, that's you not have to learn Japanese, right? Yeah. Which, which is, yeah, which for, yeah, I guess if you, I, I would advise other people coming to Japan to study, to learn Japanese. There, there's no way around it. You, you, if you want to, if you want to fully experience the country and to f- fully get the chances to get the full potential of your stay in Japan, just learn Japanese. You, yeah, you yeah. have to. To be honest, mo- most programs like I-, I don't know, maybe maybe engineering or like these uh, like kind of IT. yeah IT related, you might be able to survive with no right. Japanese. But then I I still would say that you're not fully 
experiencing experiencing Japan. the whole thing right. with Japan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Japanese is important, which makes sense because the the number of foreigners in Japan is super small, right? Super low, right? Yeah, like less than one percent. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so um, that being said, what were like your favorite? What what was like? Uh, obviously, already mentioned that you enjoyed, you know, being able to do you know latest research. The the labs are equipped with latest you know equipment and right. stuff like that. But what was your favorite part about PhD? Was was there like a fun? This is these are like questions I ask everybody. <laughs> I know it's difficult to find the fun part in a PhD because well, honestly, but there is. What was there really? Is. Yeah. Well, the yeah. first the first year was a lot of fun. First year. Yeah. Like the okay, first. Okay, this is oh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like the first year, uh, which was, I guess I suppose it was kind of an unwritten rule. They allowed the students a bit of freedom, uh, maybe to kind of like settle in and learn the culture, learn the language, right? Like you're supposed to take some Japanese courses at the beginning. And there were only, we only had like, I didn't start my research right away. And that's also like, it's not declared, like it's kind of unwritten rule, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, so we only had like some classes, some lectures and the Japanese lectures. And I had a lot of international friends, all my class, like all my colleagues, uh, that uh, were in the same, uh, like we entered the universe together and we traveled a lot and we uh, enjoyed it. Of course, that was before COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to see Japan and th that was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Mahmoud came here after you? Or? No, no bef before me. Before, oh, yeah, before course, you, right? Before, yeah. That dude traveled Japan for real. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you do some travel? traveling together i think you yeah we did we did you we did, did right? we went yeah. on a ski trip like uh together and with yeah. other friends yeah well okay we so went to uh nikko yes yeah. i think you yeah you travel i was i tried to join you that was that the time i tried to join you and i couldn't which one nikko when you went i think to osaka did you go no to osaka? i think when we which to? one? Which one were you going to? I don't know. Anyways, oh, all right. I tried, tried joining you. I think the first year I didn't know you yet. No, 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 no. I was not talking about first year. I'm talking about like some. So, yeah, later. Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, of, a bit later. Um, okay, so this was good part. So, what was the most difficult part about your PhD? Difficult part. Yeah. Uh, difficult part is that I had to write my second paper especially my second paper and my thesis in a super short time I had a very short deadline and uh, I had to write like at that time I basically stayed in the university most of the day like left maybe at 11 p.m. and uh, I, ha I still had a lot of uh, unfinished work uh, I spent, yeah, especially during, yeah, I would say the last year was very tough. I spent a lot of time in the lab. Uh, what, what happened? Why, why was it all just like at the end? Because I had to graduate and I had to do my defense. So I had to finish my second paper and publish it. And that was all within like maybe four months. 
and it, it was really really cramped oh. and uh, yeah it was tough but I, I pulled through okay so we are like <laughs> good times bad times Did, would you recommend other students to come to Japan to do their PhD or not and if you would recommend if you would you know recommend these guys to come to Japan what what would you tell them to do what would you make tell them to make sure to do before they get here and when they when they're here right yeah well if they uh, about coming to Japan in in the first place uh, I really feel it's it's according to your personality so you have to do the math you have to think uh, think deeply about what you want and what you expect uh, and know that there are no uh, like try to minimize the surprises right like try to talk to people who are here try to learn from their uh, experiences uh, yeah try to minimize like, yeah do the math and uh, yeah Japan is a beautiful country for sure for sure 100% uh, there's a lot to love about Japan and I would advise people to come for sure uh, to study or to work uh, work really to study yeah to study work so I think <laughs> I, I don't know like for, for real oh. I Japan work-life balance isn't that awesome to be honest right yeah yeah that's true that's yeah, true, for so sure. it's, it's, it's one of the unhealthiest in the world depending on your company like depending on your company and your field too in your field too, right? right because some yeah. some fields are yeah some uh, some fields like you you right. better get out of here like. but yeah <laughs> of course generally speaking the work-life balance is a bit messed up is a bit yeah compared to other countries right like, for, for, sure, example, for yeah. sure for sure but yeah uh life in japan is nice it's very convenient it's i, I would say and yeah go ahead yeah, yeah go say it. i would say and that's kind of my perspective and i my own perspective right so your your mileage may vary i think we're going there yeah the my, same your mileage may vary if you are an analytical person a person who is not very emotional a person who likes to get shit done excuse my french yeah and uh you're fine uh handling your stuff uh, depend, like you're independent, the independent type, mm. then you will fit right. You you will you will be fine. Really? Yeah, I would say that. If you're I, more, I see it the exact uh, opposite. Though. Really? Yeah. No, please tell if me. you're too, if you're independent, you're gonna have a difficult time in Japan. Why? Because you're gonna need a lot somebody to carry you around for at least for a couple of years. If you're independent. If you're independent, yes. If you're independent, it's it's gonna be difficult for you because the, you will need people to help you, right? That's if you're dependent, right? No, independent. If no. you're if you're independent, it's going to be difficult because you're going to have to be dependent on oh. other people. So you could, so yeah. Especially for like, I think, I don't know, for a few years where. You know, the system in here is completely different to right. anywhere else, right? right so right. you're going to need somebody to help yeah, you. Yeah, actually, actually, right? you know, I, I agree. I actually, I agree. Like, yeah. I did learn, I did have to learn <laughs> yeah. to 
to ask people for stuff for right? help and that's yeah, true that's yeah. true but i my point is kind of about the emotional side of it if you're easily lonely if you if your life falls ah, apart if, you if don't you're have lonely friends. yeah then you're not gonna have a good time yeah. right you yeah. have to be a bit of a lone wolf at least Yes. At least you're fine on your own, right? You're not gonna break down or anything, Probably, right? Yeah. yeah, that that's my point. Okay. Right. So yeah, so we're we're talking about different. A little things, bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but when you first when you first started talking, I I thought that you were when you said like Japan is convenient, oh. I I thought you're going to on the way to say like maybe it's too convenient. Oh. And it is true. Like everything is so easy here. It's so right, easy to right, do. Like right. trains, right, you right. know, buying from right. convenience stores, whatever. Everything oh. is so convenient. Right. So, it, which actually it, has it, a con in itself, by the way. It's uh-huh. you feel like life it moves so fast here, right? It just everything is convenient. You're taking the train, going somewhere, working, going it's back, like, and it's it's life just quickly, right? Like those four years that I spent here, yeah. feel like six months or something for me nine years now and it feels like two days right yeah, like yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. incredibly so that's one thing yeah. uh but to go back about like giving advice to uh yeah. people who might who are interested in coming to japan um i think it's a great country to study in for sure yeah for sure and uh the level of education in universities is really good uh, and to go to the second part of your question, which is giving advice uh, to the people who are planning to come here, I think my number one advice for sure, and it's something that I've said to friends who asked me about Japan and who are a bit interested, is you have to learn Japanese. You have to. There's no way around it. There's this. no way around it, honestly. Yeah. It's, and it's a tough language, and you have to keep that in mind. You, have, you will have to put in the time and effort to learn it. Uh, um, and it, it can be a bit of a daunting uh, experience as well, right? Like, it's not one grow, like increasing slope, right? Like rising slope, right? You, you have times that you feel like, oh my God, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. And then you have to grind some more. And it's, it's, it's a journey in itself, right? Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and the other thing... Uh, which also ties in with the language uh, and it's also my own personal opinion and uh, uh, your mileage maybe very as well <laughs> but I feel like if you go to the to Japan or to any other country for all that matters if you go in planning to have your own community small community of people who are like you people who are from the same country or the same background and you, you want this small community and you don't want to go out of it and experience uh, things outside of your uh, comfort zone, regular maybe. life or scope. Uh, I don't think that's a good thing. I, I feel like you have to, on more than one level, integrate into the culture and learn the culture and experience it. Uh, and yeah, you, you have to fully experience it. That, that's, that's for sure one thing I would give. Uh, as an advice uh, because that's how you le- that's how you grow right it, it makes you grow as a person it, it yeah. changes you into a different thing right hmm. I think it's it's a waste of it's really a waste of time and a waste of an opportunity right if you come in contact with a completely different culture hmm. 
and you don't at least explore it. Correct. You know, Correct. see what's going on in yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. And going back to the point that you just said, you will not be able to do that or you will not be able to experience the culture fully right. if you don't speak the language. Right, right, right. So, Especially, I, I feel Japan has a very concentrated culture. I feel like Japan is very Japanese. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Like compared to... Yeah. Like compared to... Uh, how to say? Compared to, to Egypt, for example, we kind of have a blend of different cultures and different backgrounds, right? Like... Yeah. Uh, more or less, right? And different communities and different social class Egypt's like oh. don't forget that Egypt at least geographically speaking right is like exactly you know has it's, a lot of yeah. people right. coming in for and sure, out for and sure. stuff for like sure, that sure. Japan is an Japan island. is the opposite right Japan is an island right. it's so, an island yeah so. and historically historically speaking as well it was a closed country yeah right, for yeah, a while. yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so so that's why it's so Japanese. That's right? why it's Japanese. <laughs> right? So yeah. so if you if you're not willing to to at least put your foot into that culture and, and get some out of it, get something out of it, yeah. then you I don't think you're doing it right. Do you know when when I realize like people really don't know what they're talking about once they come to Japan and you make you know, you see them on YouTube. Uh, a traveler that comes to Japan. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, this is so nice. Oh, look at them. They're smiling all the time. Look at. Sometimes these smiles, like they're not. You know, when people smile at you, but that. Right, right, right. That mean smile. You know, right. that I'm smiling at you, but inside I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And many people I I saw, like especially one guy, Arabian guy that came to Japan, yeah. and he was like, you know. Yeah so happy and like look at them they're so nice like in one in more than one opportunity right in more than one incident i saw during the video yeah they were not happy with them yeah, yeah like yeah, you yeah. could see it yeah, yeah, yeah you being here you know right. how people you, you, you start to figure you, you it know out. you know how people you know these unspoken right. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. rules or whatever yeah. and you can see it in people's face right. even though that they're, they're smiling at you that they don't approve of what you for sure did. for sure definitely one of, that's one of the things i I had to. I mean, I think all foreigners had to learn uh, living in Japan for a long time. I feel like, compared to our Arab culture, oh, which yeah. is very, very direct, right? <laughs> like we just say what you, what we yeah. want, right? Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. I want to ask you something, I just ask it, I right? Just, yeah, go. Which is very different than Asian culture, especially Japanese. I, I think, hmm. uh, which is a very, very indirect culture, right? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, things that are unsaid. And even the language itself is very vague at times, right? <laughs> yeah. Like some, sometimes you get an answer, but you don't know. Like, what are you really trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what they call like uh, kukio yomu. Kukio yomu, right? Yeah, being able to to read know, the air. To read the air, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so you have to learn that, right? You have to learn that to, yeah. to be able to interact with your teachers, with your supervisors, and so on. Well, yeah. I think yeah we've covered many yeah. <laughs> many subjects many today. Subjects, yeah. uh, any last thing that you would like to tell people who are watching us today? Well, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Just um, what whoever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever 
stage in your life you're at, keep moving forward, uh, try to grow, learn new things, because that's the best way to live life, right? Like staying in one place and being stagnant and just sticking to what you know. I feel like that's not such a great way to experience life. So yeah, go to Japan, go to other countries, learn something new, right? Move forward, keep keep growing. Keep going. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much for thank today. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for that. It was awesome me. as always talking to you, man. Really great. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Okay, thank you guys for watching. If you're still watching until the end of the podcast, <laughs> so You've done a yeah, good job. yeah, yeah, you're awesome. Uh, thank you for watching and uh, thank you for our guest, Dr. Sharif, and we'll see you in another episode. Bye.